You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Hello and welcome to Talk Your Jits Podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a black boat who trains at Aries, Arizona, located in Mesa, Arizona. Ladies and gentlemen, Chad Jits. Hey, how's it going, man? How's it going, sir? Good, good. Good, good. First and foremost, I'd like to, uh, you know, show my appreciation by thanking you for coming on to the show. And, um, yeah, let's get started. Going, If you want to formally introduce yourself again, by all means, do so. And let's hear about your jujitsu journey. Uh, all right. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, we'll see how I interview new at this. So first time. Awesome. Um, my name's Chad Cleland. Uh, I train out of Mesa, Arizona. I got my black belt in April. Um, I guess it was 2020. Uh, 21. Yeah, 2021. I trained under Paul Nava. Um, I've been with him for quite a while. I went to his gym with about three strikes on my white belt and uh, pretty much promoted up through him. Recently, I moved a couple hours north, uh, still in Arizona, but I'm in the process process of opening my own little gym affiliated with Paul, so or affiliated with the Aries brand. Okay. So trying to do my due diligence on uh, you know growing the community where I live now. Mm-hmm. Um, fairly, fairly small town, fairly small town. Um, but there's not really a jujitsu community here, you know, so, uh, kind of get to build my own gym and my own culture. So it's kind of nice. I bet. <clears throat> so, but, uh, yeah, I've been in martial arts. Um, most of my life I started with, uh, Kimpo karate when I was like 17 I mm-hmm. uh, got a second-degree black belt with Kimpo. One of the guys that used to come in and train at the school uh, was a fourth-degree black belt in karate. Uh, I don't remember what style, traditional style karate. And um, found out that he was a black belt um, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu as well. And we played a little bit. And he made me feel like I knew nothing. You know, the the, the typical jiu-jitsu story, right? Mm-hmm. Once somebody puts you on your back and you have no experience and um, – no idea what to do i kind of was like this is legit so kind of just trained my uh changed my focus on my training and never looked back so it's been it 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 was probably i dabbled with it a little bit in the late 90s and moved and there was no jiu-jitsu so i kind of dabbled a little bit with uh um when i first started there, there were a couple purple belts you know, you know, and it was like 97, 98. And I was like, these dudes are purple belts in jujitsu. You do a little looking around and there was nothing, you know, uh, really known. It was like 98, 99. And then did it for about six months, got a little flavor. And then, um, my, my friend, his name's Marina Jones. He's in Arizona as well. Uh, I had a Kempo school and it was about 2007. I started training with him seriously. And that's when I really got the bug for jujitsu. And uh, life kind of happens here and there, and you kind of get in and out. But, you know, anything I ever did, I tried to get back to it. So mm-hmm. it was just uh, a huge outlet in my life. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of the my, my, my background, uh, you know, uh, in a nutshell. Gotcha, gotcha. So, um... 
So what's what be my what's my next question? So I guess with you opening a school, um, how has that process been? Because I've you know I've been thinking about that back and forth about opening a uh, you know opening a school. I, you know I talk to my instructor about it a lot, but you know definitely mm-hmm. like to hear from different people. So like how was that how has that process been for you? It's it's um it's hard. It, it's definitely a challenge. Uh, I never, I never taught much under Paul. I'd feel like, Hey, you know, I need an instructor kind of last minute, but I never, I never was on the schedule to where this was my class. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge, it's a huge learning experience for me. Um, I, it's a fairly small school where I'm at, uh, that I have. Um, thankfully, um, when I moved up North, I was able to find a little bit of property and on the house that I bought, I have, I have a little shop. So I have like a 1200 square foot actually gym uh, here, here on my property. And, uh, it's a huge learning experience though. Like, um, just how, how I'm breaking down stuff. And, uh, it makes you, it makes you think about knowing a technique, right. From forward and back, because somebody could be halfway through a setup and like, okay, what do I do from here? And yeah, it it makes you analyze a little bit more, Mm -hmm. but, um, one thing I guess I'm blessed with is that I don't have the high rent of a commercial commercial spot. So one thing I'm really able to do is, I mean, and maybe it's just jujitsu, but like everybody that's coming in the door, we're like, they're all like-minded. Nobody, you know, nobody has an ego. Nobody has an, um, any ill will towards anybody else. And it's just like the, the type of people it attracts. Mm-hmm. So like, for me, I'm kind of going off, but <laughs> babbling, but for me, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a process. Uh, I, I, I wish I could help you more on, on the whole marketing and all that, but, uh, it's just going word of mouth. Right. Um, no, it was like, I was just, you know, just curious. Cause like, you know, what was like, you know, what was your process of, you know, getting your building and, you know, yeah. building your, you know, building students and so on and so forth. Yeah. And I'm trying to do it all myself. I work a 4896. I'm a firefighter. Mm-hmm. So that's been my biggest, my biggest challenge is that, um, so I work two days, 48 hours and I'm off 96 hours, four days. So my, my schedule kind of rotates, but my biggest challenge is getting my schedule down to where um so basically these guys already they know that i i do it out for a month and a half in advance and these are all the days every day i'm off i have class at 6 p.m mm-hmm. so i'm starting i'm starting small for me um i'm starting with just adults and i have a couple of the uh couple of the guys that come down and train they bring their kids with them so i have a have a couple kids uh, a set of t- uh, twins that are 10 um and then uh you know, another, another family that brings their kids also, but I'm able to start really small and I'm just trying to, um, I'm really trying to just get it to where, you know, build the love of jujitsu, give back to the community. Um, so it wasn't, you know, thankfully, like I said, my, my building is on my property. So securing a building wasn't really going out doing the whole real estate thing. Um, it was kind of a thought in the back of my head when I was looking to buy property up here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, my biggest challenge is the, been the schedule thing. Cause I know, I know the kids program is where it's at when you're operating a school, right? Yeah. The, the main goal when we operate a school is, is to teach jujitsu, mm-hmm. but 
to really be able to do that, to be able to pay the bills and keep the doors open. Right. Right. So, so the kids program would be huge. I get people asking me about it all the time, but the problem is I feel they need that consistency to where they know they're going to class every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or every Tuesday, Thursday, or, you know, you know, you know know what I mean? And I, and I can't give that right now. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of something I'm kind of holding off. I'm kind of trying to groom a couple people to get in that spot to help me out. Um, but, uh, so that's kind of been my journey so far in opening a school, but my, my also suggestion would be is like, uh, start teaching as early as you can. Oh yeah. Cause, uh, one thing for me, when I did Kempo karate, I knew exactly, okay, I have to do these 30 techniques and these two katas to get my orange belt. So mm-hmm. I knew exactly, you, you know what I mean? It's all laid out your curriculum and, and, you know, jujitsu really doesn't have a set curriculum like that per se. Uh, you know, we all know our basic, you know, what probably, probably one of the first sweeps you learned was what a sit up sweep or a scissor sweep, yep. you know, into a Kimura or into, right. So yep. we know, we know some very basics like that, but once we get past that has been, has been difficult for me and it's kind of pushed me to study jujitsu a little bit more. And, uh, you know, maybe that comes from my instructor, Paul. You know, one thing I remember going to class is I would show up coming from, you know, a striking style. I always showed up 30 minutes early to stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so one thing I always remember Paul would be doing is sitting there watching videos of, of jujitsu matches, new takedown breakdowns, or, or not takedowns, but technique breakdowns of the latest technique. You know, it's ever evolving. So like I've never had an instructor that was as diligent as studying like him. So, um, I, I try to do the same thing. I try to do the same thing and, uh, embrace that grind to work a full-time job, which he was doing too, and studying and trying to give it back to my students. Um, but it really starts to pay off. Um, a lot of the guys, a lot of the guys that come in and train with me were, uh, law enforcement or, uh, firefighters. Mm-hmm. They got out in the fire community Then I'm a firefighter. So, you know, that's kind of, they want to support other firefighters. So, hey, I've been wanting to do this anyways. I'm going to go to this guy's gym. But I've seen, I've seen it, you know, helping them and how it's helped me dealing with the job, you know, going to some, you know, bad calls or whatever, and then being able to get on the mat and almost erasing your mind. And I'm focused for the next hour and a half. This dude's trying to choke me out and I'm going to try to choke him out. Right. Uh, you, you know what that does for you, right? I mean, like at the end of the day, like I notice if I miss class, you know, three or four weeks in a row, I start to get kind of down. My energy's not the same. It's like, I need to get on the mat. Yeah. But I see that I'm able to give this to somebody else yep. that it did to me. And it's, it's really rewarding. You know, at first when I started it, I kind of had, uh, your people talk about it all the time, you know, imposter syndrome. I, I I've kind of had that at first and it's like, man, you know, I, I just got my black belt and I'm 46 years old. Uh, I have a guy that comes in that's like in his early 30s. He was a D2 wrestler. And when he gets on top, he's 6'4", 270 pounds, just a, a big old country boy. You know, when he gets on top, I have some problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, that's like, man. And he's like, no, I love it. You're, you're so good at breaking down technique. But, you know, you, you kind of got to have a little faith in yourself and in the process, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of one of the things I've learned recently the most is is you know we all feel that way you know you, you kind of 
just have some faith in yourself and, and, and the technique that your instructors taught you is probably my biggest take from it so far. Oh, most so. definitely. Most definitely. Cause, um, I do, I do teach. I am, um, mm-hmm. I'm Good. one of the, uh, assist, uh, assistant instructors at the school. So I typically do the kids class. Um, and then occasionally I'll, um, I'll do like our adult classes That's or whatever. Awesome. So I do get a lot of teaching in. So, <laughs> well, and if, if you can break down the technique and then explain it to a kid, yeah, dude, you can teach it. You can teach anybody if you can keep them. If you can keep them entertained for that forty-five hour minute hour class, forty-five minute hour class, whatever a kid's class is, if you can keep them focused and entertained, you'll be able to teach anybody. Mm-hmm. Kids are kids are you know what you know. They're difficult. It yeah. can be difficult because uh, their attention span short. They're so uh, that's that's a great place to start, and they're going to be the ones that more than likely that's going to be your big program to help you keep your doors open and do what you love and teach everybody else. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a double-edged sword. You, you know, you're running a business at the end of the day, you have to be able to pay to keep the doors open. So, you know, people are like, Oh, it's not about money. Well, some aspects it is. Yeah. Because if you want to do right by your students, you know, you got it, you got to live a life. You got to be able to live a life, you know? Yeah. So, so that's kind of, I don't want to say a double-edged sword. It's, I mean, that's what makes the world go around. Right. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. Um, if anybody is thinking of, you know, they want to teach, um, yeah, if you're, if you do have a kid's class at your school, that's, that is the best place to start. Cause mm-hmm. not only does it, it, you know, it keeps you, it keeps you focused. It keeps you motivated to want to teach because you have to keep, you have to keep doing this. You have to keep <laughs> reiterating mm-hmm. the same you know technique over and over and over again you know whereas with the adult class we might go over a form of a you know submission you know one time and then you know obviously we move on to something else the next day but with the kids class you have to teach right. that same technique maybe for that whole first month right right and, and uh no go ahead yeah go ahead <laughs> i was gonna say another thing i've learned also is i gotta draw back uh-huh because being so passionate i want to give them everything i know now just can't do that right so so the other the other advice is stick to your program even for the adults yep. all right we're going to build this we're going to build this technique we're going to work this today and tomorrow we're going to work or today tomorrow we'll add on tomorrow we'll add on you know or the next day we'll add on a little bit more but uh i i tend to sometimes I, even in class i'll be like okay guys stop we're taking it back we're going to stop here because mm-hmm. I, I tend to get just, I mean, it's that passion and it's great, you know, let that passion, let that go. But, but learn, sometimes you got to learn to rein it in a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So that's, that's another big takeaway, but, uh, teaching the kids class is big. Mm-hmm. I love, I mean, honestly, I, I love teaching the kids class. I love teaching kids class. Cause yeah. you know, it's that, you know, it's that raw emotions of, uh, them learning something and them, you know, actually, you know, able to, you know, utilize it without you having to say anything and you see the look on their face like, oh, snap, mm-hmm. I did that. It's like, yeah, you did that. Because mm-hmm. seeing them build as a person, the confidence and character that you're, you know, they're learning from you and just in class working hard, they're seeing the, the benefits of it. Yeah. And, you know, especially yep. um, with me, because my daughter, she started training and i get to see her grow i get to see her you know ask questions and 
um, apply our rules and principles and, you know, work our, our snakes or shrimps within some schools call them. Okay. And, you know, she's, she's getting the hang of it. And it's like, man, she know this better than some adults that I know. Yeah, proud father moment. Proud father oh yeah, it's a it's definitely a proud daddy moment. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So that's good, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I love it. Can't you can't beat the? I mean, like I remember when I taught when I taught uh, Kempo. What really made me want to become a teacher is I started a little bit helping assist. I was an assistant instructor, kind of like you said, mm-hmm. you know, and and I was assisting the instructor teach. And I remember I ran into one of the students at the store, and she was probably. I don't know, 11 or 12 at the time. And just, she lit up Mr. Cleveland and ran up to me and hugged me. And her mom was all, you know, Hey, how are you doing? And it just made me think of like, man, you can, you can do so much for these children more than I ever knew. Like mm-hmm. how excited she was to see me. It's like you affect them so much more off the mat than you would ever know. Right. You know, you're an example to them. They look up to you, you know, you're, you're teaching them, you're teaching them so much more in life. Than, than you'll ever know. And then I ran into the same girl later in life. Uh, she was she was uh, about 20 years old and she was an assistant instructor at a karate school. Nice. So like, like yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, wow, you I've impacted that for the rest of her life. You know, I impacted her. So it's like, it just, I don't know. You can't beat that. You can't beat the feeling. You can't. You cannot. Because... With my, um, you know, with my daughter alone, I've noticed, um, a lot of, a lot of change in her just from the few months that she has been training with, you know, her confidence and she's, she's starting to become more and more outspoken. She's very, you know, she's, she's starting to like really stand up for herself, no matter, no matter who it is. Like she's, she's ready to go to war with anybody now. And just from that, from that little time, cause when she used to just come to class with me um she would you know she would speak to people but she was like very very like timid she was very very quiet even though she's been around these you know these group of people since she was born but she was still kind of like but now she's she comes in she's like the loudest kid in the loudest kid in the room (laughs) you're like i created a monster no i know right but i love it (laughs) yeah it's great for her to have that confidence to where she can be herself Mhm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. Cuz we uh we had a moment yesterday. She was uh she was rolling with another student and she was holding her own. Like she was doing a very very good job. <clears throat> and I guess they she had got up and then he ended up like on her back and she couldn't get him off and she was like freaking out. She was starting to get like she's getting scared because she didn't know what to do and she just like broke down crying. And it's just like, okay, this is a moment I have to choose. Do I want to be a daddy or do I want to be a teacher? And she's like boo-hooing. And I'm like, okay, now nah, I have to be a daddy. I can't, I can't be a teacher right now. I got I to gotta yeah, console her now. <laughs> it's hard, right? It's hard because especially when it's your little girl. Man. You know, I got, every two, time. I got two daughters myself. So it's like those little girls know how to get to their daddy's heartstrings. Yeah. And she definitely, <laughs> and she definitely got them, man. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't deny it. Uh, she she definitely got him, especially with now. You know, especially now that she's doing she's doing jujitsu and she's loving it, and she's like eager to go to class. So it's like, oh man, right in the feels, right in the feels. That's good, man. That's good. Awesome. 
Man. Yeah. Is so, she uh is she gonna start focusing on any competition or Um That's and that's where that's where the crossroad lies. Um just kinda let her make her mind and she'll tell you if she wants to. Yeah, cause she said cause she says she wants to. She says okay. she wants to, but I'm like, okay, are you, you know, cause I've, I've done a tournament before and I plan on doing, mm-hmm. you know, more this year and she does know about it. So she's like, you know, oh, you're going to do a tournament. I want to do a tournament. And I'm like, okay, let's, 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 let's dial it back a little bit. Let's just, you know, make sure you learning everything that you, you know, that yep. you can possibly learn. And then we'll test some things out to see if you're actually ready to do that. But yeah, if you if you know after after you really get serious and if you still want to do it, I'll gladly sign <coughs> you up for the next tournament. Yeah, what's your guys' uh, do? You guys have a kind of a, a a rule that the school follows, or you know, you could even set her up a goal. Hey, once you do this many classes and you know you get this stripe or whatever, you know, set her up that goal. Then we'll get you. You know, but you got to train hard. You got to show me that you want it, or or you know something along those lines. Um. So, not necessarily because we don't have okay. um we don't have like any students i'm literally like literally the only one at a, at my school as of right now that's i guess you want to say a competitor in jujitsu and you okay. know we don't have any kids that does it i mean that do it that's want to compete literally my daughter was like the only ones that was saying that she wants to so i don't know if it's like hey we're gonna wait you know a couple months if, you know before we actually let her go out there on the mat. So I'm not too sure, but okay. you know, I'm not going to stop her if she wants to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's about, uh, I mean, I, I'm not a, I went, well, I've done, I've done maybe three, three or four as a blue belt, a couple as a purple belt. So I maybe I've done one, at least one each belt minus brown belt. I've done one as a black belt, but, um, you know, to put yourself in an uncomfortable position. You know, that's what jujitsu is all about. I, I don't know where I heard it. I know I'm quoting somebody, and I wish I could give him the credit. But it's all about getting comfortable with and, being uncomfortable, yep. right? So, so it's the same thing. Like, you know, get yourself out of that comfort zone. Get yourself, even if you know some people thrive in competition, good, great for them, and some people don't. So, it's you know, I, I feel it's. I'm not going to make anybody do it, No, but I would suggest for people to do it and be like, Hey, you know, I think it's good to exactly what I just said, you know, push yourself, uh, feel that, be uncomfortable, embrace it. Yeah. You know, try it out once, maybe once or twice per belt as a, as a good rule of thumb. I think if, if you can, you know, it's not for everybody though. You're it's, absolutely right. It's not, it's a, it's a whole different beast. And yep, we all have our own reasons for training, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, cause, yep, absolutely. Cause like, um, yeah. So like when, you know, when we sat down and talked about it and I was like, she's like, yeah, you know, I want to, I want to compete like you. And I was like, you know, I, I'm all for it, but I'm like, you, you can't cry every time something bad happens. You don't get your way. You can't just stop and give up and cry. Like, no, you, you have to keep going. You have to really, really train to do this. So I've been, you know, pushing her a little bit more. Like when it comes to our techniques, when it comes to our our rules and principles, I'm a tad bit hard on her because I want her to understand, like, you really have to work hard at this. And it's it's paying off because she's learning this stuff a lot faster than a lot of other kids. 
she's retaining a lot of stuff too. So it's like this is this is why daddy pushes you. Like look I'm how sure much to a dad being a coach. Yeah, and I mean I mean yeah, it helps with me being a coach mm-hmm. too. So it's you know it it works all the way around, but we'll see. We'll see. I you know, like I said, I'm not going to force it on her if she wants to by all means. I'll, you know, definitely encourage her to do so. And we'll go from, you know, we'll go from there with that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Oh boy. So, um, so the school, so the school that you train at, is it a comp? Is it a competition school, or is it more like laid back, just more the martial art? Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty competitive. Uh, yeah, we have we have a lot of guys all walks of life there. Um, Paul himself is something like um, I want to say a nine-time world champion mm-hmm. in gi and no gi um you know uh a few years back few years back he's like 54 now mm-hmm. 55 you know getting up there a few years back he had a heart attack oh he's in great shape had a heart attack he's come back once already since since he's been back they cleared him he's uh he's won another title world title though uh ibjjf masters so um you know uh it is a competition school but not only is it a competition school he's like the general he's out he's out in the front as a you know just um, a mentor and a, an example mm-hmm. so that helps a lot but uh yeah um lucky arizona mesa um i don't know if you're familiar with arizona or phoenix uh mesa is like a basically phoenix mesa tempe they all the valley is what it's called. They all kind of run together. Mm-hmm. Um, huge, huge hub. You know, there's some there's some legends that uh, have schools out there. You know, um, Gustavo Dantes has a school. Megaton. Um, you know, uh, one of the original founders of Aries, uh, Cachino. I don't know if you know who Cachino is. Has a school out there on the west side of Phoenix. So, uh, it's it's a Maybe not, maybe not what Austin has become, but it's definitely up there. You know, it's a hotbed for jujitsu, and I felt blessed just to kind of have that in my backyard and not even, not even realize it at first. So, um, a lot of good, a lot of good competitions out there. So we have um, actually my, one of my students is doing his first competition hmm. on the twenty sixth this weekend. It's a jujitsu world league. Okay. Um, so, yeah, excited, excited for him to go out there and. Uh, see what he can do. He'll do great. Now, is this a um? So this, so the tournament is this like a big thing, or is it like more like a local? Uh, yeah, Jiu-Jitsu World League. They 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 travel all over, so it probably will be. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Um, I bet you. I bet you'll be. You know, several hundred competitors. Uh. I'm not sure if it's one or two days, uh, one or two day event. It'll probably be a two day event. Most of them are. I'm just guessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done a jujitsu world league. It was, it was a few years ago. It was one. Oh, okay. It was during the pandemic, right after the pandemic, I signed up for it and it was going to be my Brown belt tournament and they closed it down. So when they were coming back, they were coming back. I signed back up for it or I just stayed, you know, I, I, they said, Hey, do you want your money back? Or do you want to stay? I was like, I'll just say signed up. So they came back and it was set. It was getting ready. And Paul, my coach was like, Oh, by the way, you're competing as a black belt this time, not a brown belt. 
Oh crap! So, kinda, I was like, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, oh no! <laughs> you know, what? it was quite the experience. But I want to say they have like nine rings. Um, it's a it's a pretty good size event. Okay. So I think he already has. Um, well, I haven't talked to him about it this week. Uh, about two weeks ago, he brought it up, and there was already three or four guys in his division. So you know, not huge, but. Uh, anytime you go out and there's guys in your division, it's a good thing. Right. Um, one thing they do is it's double. They do a double elimination. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's cool. Even, yeah, even if there's two guys in your division, if it's you and one other, best two out of three wins. So right, that's dope. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of cool because you go out there, you're right, you do one match. Oh, I messed up. This dude passed my guard and he won you know, by two points with 30 seconds left. Well, you get to go out there. Now you kind of got to feel for each other. Go get to go out there and do it again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of a nice, it's kind of a nice, uh, nice way to run it. Yeah, because um, because the the one that I'm doing in January is uh, Grappling Industries. Okay. So um, I haven't really looked into um much on how they're going to how they're going to like actually like run and set up things i'm just kind of like i'm just going to go in and have fun and do what i can but um when i did tap uh tap cancer out last year it was um i was a purple yeah i was a purple belt uh, when i did that one and it was supposed to have been like um a 10-man bracket but um mm-hmm. people didn't you know there's people that didn't uh show and a whole bunch of stuff so we you know it just being me it ended up being me and one other guy and we just did the best two out of three <laughs> so 10 man bracket to two yeah That's man crazy. it was it was yeah. i was so i was so hurt because i was so ready for like you know at least i'm like i'm like at least get one or two one or two good ro- you know one or two good matches yeah. in but i did get two but i got squashed but um it's it's all about the experience man. yeah of course i wasn't i wasn't tripping exactly, at all after man. like like i do uh I do a pretty good, um, you know, collar drag for takedown. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I grab this guy's, I grab when I did my first black belt, I grab this guy's collar and I'm like, go. This is what it felt like, you know, in my head. Go, go, let's go. And then I end up just pulling guard. You know, it's, <laughs> it's sometimes, man, sometimes you got to get uh, the, the cobwebs out. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah. yeah. And then, um, a few months ago, I was, uh, you know, I was like looking online. I was talking to one of my, uh, my, my training partners, and we were. I was like, "Do you know any um, tournaments coming up in Michigan soon?" And in a matter of like two minutes, he sent me like this whole entire list of like all the ones that's coming. So I was like, "Okay." Um, there was one that was like October, so I was like, "Oh, I'll you know I'll do this one, the one in October." So I was talking to my instructor, and I was like, "Do you think?" I can be ready in two months for a tournament. He was like, yeah, it shouldn't be no problem. So I was like, okay, fast forward. He was like, so when is the date for the tournament? I'm like, uh, I think it was like the 26 or something. And he's like, okay. Cause there are some things we need to take care of first. So I'm like, okay. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, and he's like, yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's what you meant. My So I ended up, you know, testing for my Brown belt. Cause I was like, nice. Ooh, I don't want to test. I don't want to be like, uh, 
two week brown belt and go and do a tournament full of brown belts. I was like, yeah. no, better, no better time, no better time than now, man. No better time than now. I, you know, I, I still, I still kind of kick myself for like, I should have just did it. Cause it really doesn't yeah. make that much of a difference if I'm a brown belt or not. But I was like, uh, no. and anybody that, anybody that truly competes, they know, they know, a part, they know that, you know, there's the physical, the conditioning, the technique, the mental side. There's so much that goes into competition. So much, it's just man. not, it's just not, oh, I, you know, I got these techniques. Yeah. You know, I know guys that smash everybody on the mat. They go to a tournament and they just, they don't, they don't like have that gear to turn on for a competition and they go out there and have fun and they love it. And they do okay, but they're, you know, it's like, man, their jujitsu is so much better than this other guy, but that's what they want to do. They want to go out and just feel the different flavors and have fun and meet people. And you know what? That's, that's great. I mean, that's, that's what he wants and he loves it and he's benefiting from it. So we all have our different reasons. Yeah, definitely. And so, I guess, are you training in Michigan? Yes, I am. I train in Oak Park, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Oak Park, where's I was born in Kalamazoo, so made my way out to Arizona at 16. Oh wow, I'm kind of so, yeah. right between Detroit and Royal Oak, if you know that. Okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're on the uh, east side. Mm-hmm. So I was on the west side. Didn't go, didn't go too far, the east, but yeah. Gotcha. And um, ah, uh, what was I about to say about this tournament? I could, it just totally just slipped my mind that fast. Yeah, my ADD kicks in, man. I know, right? Mine's did too. Got you, <laughs> off, got you off. Got you off track. <laughs> oh no, but um, yeah. So after um after my brown belt, um, I was you know just playing back and forth about the idea of you know on, you know eventually opening my own school and you know what I was mentioning earlier, and I was just like. I need to um I need to find ways to show that I actually do jujitsu. Like I can tell people like, yeah, I'm a brown belt in jujitsu, but I necessarily, I necessarily don't have like any like film or anything of the sort to like actually show what I do besides like the pictures I post online. So I was like, Well, if people are going to take me serious in this, you know, in, in this and actually want me to teach them, I have to show that I'm a, I really know how to do this. So I've been that's when I started playing with the idea of um, competing and taking it more serious now. And I, man, I, I've been training so hard these past couple months. It's ridiculous. Good, it's good. so ridiculous. Found some motivation to kind of push that next, that next level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I was talking to my my coach about that too recently. Just like, you know, I want to get back to where I can be that example, like he was, and get out there. I said, but it's so hard you know, to, to keep my, to teach and to keep my conditioning up and train and to keep my jujitsu polished. And he pointed out to me, he's like, man, I was doing my best on the scene. And all I had at home training were blue belts. Mm-hmm. And he was a black belt winning. He's like, I had a m- bunch of monster blue belts. He's like, you know, and we would all just train hard. So, you know, it doesn't always, it doesn't always matter. There's so and anymore, it's like there's there's not a huge difference between, you know, a purple belt, a brown belt, and a black belt anymore. I mean, you know, they're all so technical and so good, and 
yeah. athletic. It's insane. It's insane how jujitsu has grown. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, get out there and do it, man. You got that motivation now. Yeah. And I, you know, at first I swore off, you know, I was one of those people that swore off tournaments. Like, ah, I don't want to do a tournament. This is, I just want to learn. I just, I don't care about competing, blah, 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 blah. But man, when I did that first tournament, man, I got bit, I got hooked. I was like, nah, man, I, I got to do this again. A little bit of rush. Yeah, yeah. I got a, it. Was a, it was a hell of a rush, even though it was a quick match, but it was a, it was a rush nonetheless. And I was like, yeah, I hate that I've gotten so late into it, but I'm still happy that I'm going to do it. How old are you? Uh, 35. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's I mean, not. Like I said, I that's not because I didn't get my black belt. I didn't really get focused and get my black belt um, until I was 40, 44 or 45. Okay. I'm 46 now, so so it's not, you know, it's not that bad. No. Absolutely. We all wish we could have done it. Yeah, I, I really wish I could have started at my daughter's age. That would have been yeah. so awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, so awesome. But Another not- nameless quote, because I'm, re- I'm horrible about remembering names. And I know it was one of the, it might have been like, uh, it was definitely one of the Gracies, but he's like, the best time to start jiu-jitsu is when you're 10 years old. Mm-hmm. The second best, the second best time is now. Yeah. So you just, you know, we get the cards we're dealt and we get in it and, you know, some, most of us, I think most of us that take it serious kind of fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I definitely can say, like, honestly say, like, I, I fell in love with this, with jujitsu and I never looked back, man. I never fell out yeah. of love with it. I had my, you know, I had my my quarrels with it every now and then, but man, like I, I want to do this every day, all day. Like if I can, like, that's all I want to do. I, like I wake up and want to, I watch jujitsu videos all day, watching techniques and, you know, seminars and whatever else I can possibly learn. I, I watch man. And I'm training so much. It's like, yeah, this is this is literally what I want to do for the rest of my life is jujitsu. Whatever I can do jujitsu related, I'm going to do it. No, that's awesome. Uh, how's your how's your coach like on on the business side? He's got the market down over there, or is it pretty? Um. So with my instructor, he 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 do it for the love of the sport. Mm-hmm. Um. We are you know we're a very small school. We got like ten or twelve students. Um, he has like multiple businesses that he that he does. So he he's like, yeah, as long as I can, you know, break even and keep the doors open, I'm cool. Yeah. So you know, and 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 like my like on the flip side, you know, I I have buddies and my instructor as well. They have two hundred students plus. Ooh, wow. But it's it's you know what? Not everybody wants that. No. What do you want? You know, and, and, and I talked to some of my guys. It's like, you know what? I'd be I'd be ecstatic to have about 20 students because then you have, you know, between five and 10 showing up for every class. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, not everybody wants that big dream and wants to, you know, produce world champions. Like I said, uh, if you think about it, you're, 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 uh, helping people through life. You're changing their life. You're, you, you know what I mean? Whether if you're doing yeah. that on a big scale or a small scale, it's, it's the same at the end of the day, you're getting the same satisfaction. You know, you're, you're changing 
you're changing people for the better at the end of the day. So definitely. And I'm, I, you know, I had this, um, this conversation with my wife before too. And, um, I'm always talking about like, you know, yeah, I want to, I want to open my own school and I want to do this. I want to do that. And that would be the questions I would ask myself. Like, do I want a big school? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, no, because I can't, I can't, me personally don't feel like I can learn in a large school like that Mm because I was like if I was at a large school and the way that I you know I operate and function there's no way in hell I probably would have stayed with jujitsu yeah because I would I I I definitely would have fell to the wayside because I'm not like that superstar athlete or I'm not like just blowing through everybody no matter what their rank is so it's like eh. yeah that's the everybody measures their success differently. And that's, I guess the cleanest way of saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want 10 guys and people get their black belt one, then even if you promoted two people, one person up to black belt, how many people in the world have done that? Right. I mean, it's just, okay. So what's your baseline for success? What are you, what are you measuring as successful? I'm sorry. You know, so. uh, I thought you. I thought you was asking me that personally. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I am. You know, that's the, yeah, that's yeah. What are you? You know, so that's all you got to ask yourself when you start your school is, what am I going to measure? Well, is it, you know, five students? Yeah. You no, know, you're doing great. Yeah, and you I know, so. and I I look at it through the mindset of my instructor, who you know I I he's you know a best friend, but he's more like a mentor to me because it's yeah. The only guy I've been training under, under since I've been doing jujitsu, and I also work with the guy. So, <laughs> so we have a lot of you know a lot of history in this short five year span that we've uh that we've known each other, and like the way he handles like the way he handles you know jujitsu and the philosophy behind it, the actual pure martial art behind it. I'm that same mm-hmm. way. Like you know, I don't care about a large school if I can get a five or six you know committed people i'm cool with that i'm just fine i am just fine with that like if it brings me money and success by all means you know i'm cool that's that's awesome but i want to pass on that knowledge i want to pass on that that you know this gift of jujitsu and people you know becoming better versions of themselves with jujitsu absolutely yep that's that's what i want (laughs) That's a great goal. <laughs> you know, like, like that's, yeah, that's absolutely that's great. And if you have that passion, you'll, you'll be able to get it. Definitely. Which I mean, if, if you made it to Brown Belt, you have the passion. Yeah. I can't, I, mean, I can't no, give up. That's no. no easy, right. That's no easy feat. You're already there. Yeah. They, you know, a Brown Belt, basically you just got to basically, yeah, absolutely. I remember when I got mine, my coach was like, you're, you're already at Black Belt. You just got to do the time. Not much changes in your technique and your, you know, you just got to do the time. It's it's, yeah. from, it's just a formality now. Yeah. So, absolutely. And like my instructor said, he's like, he says, as much as you train, as committed you are to the sport, he said, there's only two ways that I can see that you're not getting your black belt. Either you stop training or you die. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, <laughs> it's like that's i don't have plans on either one right i don't have plans on either you know lord willing i have no plans for yeah. either one but you right, know right. so yeah man it's, it's definitely been a uh hell of an experience a hell of a journey and i 
couldn't imagine doing any other sport, any other martial art for that matter. Yeah, it's it's definitely. Uh, I love it. I love it. I still I still have a lot of buddies that that are on the old traditional, uh, you know, style martial art kempo, and mm. you know some of them some of them it's like. You know, they they have the the idea. I'll stand up, or I'll gouge eyes, or I'll. All right, man. Let somebody tie you up, Dwayne, and you don't have that luxury of of gouging eyes, or you know, it's like, it's it's, it's they just you know, and, and and sometimes I sit back and like, am I doing that with jujitsu, just buying into some of the hype? <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. nothing perfect, but so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, I try to, I try to like, okay, come on, let's, 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 uh, see. No, no, no. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? All of our good friends is like, let's see, come on, let's go, let's go over to the ground. I won't punch her. It'll be like old school, old school, you know, but yeah, they're not down. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh man. But, um. I don't know if you got any other questions for me. Um, if you have anything you got upcoming in the next few months, uh, if you want to shout out your school, you know, your freshly uh, new school, you know, by all means, the floor is yours. Yeah. Uh, it's airy snowflake in snowflake, Arizona. Um, you know, just starting out less than a year. Um, the, the, the great thing about that is I feel like, I'm starting fresh over. I'm growing with my students and I tell them every day they're getting me, I'm getting better with them, you know, not just as a practitioner, but as, as a, um, as a coach. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, anybody listen to this, they're ever in, in, uh, the area of snowflake. Absolutely. Man, hit me up on Instagram or, you know, uh, Facebook and send me a message, uh, Aries snowflake, Arizona. So, um, one thing you know, I, I want to do in the goal in the future is, uh, I, I kind of briefly mentioned I'm a I'm a first responder. Mm-hmm. I really want to start. I really really would like to start a jujitsu camp, but focus it on guys that are firefighters or first responders that really haven't gotten necessarily into jujitsu, and just show them how an art like this, where you're working your mind and your body so hard, how it helps with the PTSD. Mm-hmm. And, and the things you know the the mental side of of the job that nobody really wants to talk about yet yeah you know it's start it's starting to get some acknowledgement you know thankfully with some of our veterans but you know there's there's a lot of people that even even you know going through life you know people go through some traumatic stuff uh you know um that that's one of my goals is you know hopefully to get that going where i can do a jiu-jitsu camp it's you know, uh, a four day weekend or something and have some, some of my instructors, you know, come up and donate their time and, and try to get it to where it's just a, you know, not like a submerging camp, you know, like origin does, or, you know, there's a lot of people that pay where it's, you know, you're going because you're already a jujitsu practitioner. Mm -hmm. So you're going to learn from these world champions, but I'd like it to where these, these guys that are just barely, you know, maybe getting their toe into jujitsu coming to learn, Hey, look, if you, if you stick with it, this is where it's helped me mentally. You know, it's helped me through a divorce. It's helped, helped me with my, my career. You know, it's, you know, just, just so much in life. Uh, we kind of all know that, but it's, it's definitely something I would like to, 
um, maybe my next chapter in jujitsu start to focus on. Yeah, that's I I can't agree I can't agree with you more. Um, as a you know person who deals with um <laughs> depression and anxiety and also you know who have ADHD. Um, I am a huge advocate for jujitsu helping me deal with, you know, be able to cope with that. Cause there's been so many times where like I will have bad panic attacks or bad, you know, bad anxiety for whatever reason. And I'm like, man, if I was not training and doing jujitsu, like I, I am now, I, there's no telling what, where I could have been or what could have happened to me at this point. It's, it's done def it's definitely helped me a lot a whole whole lot dealing with that absolutely stuff. yeah like uh went through a divorce after 16 years of marriage you know three kids um if it wasn't for jujitsu you know here it gave me something to go and do people and and uh that's funny my coach actually brought it up one time when i got promoted he's like um there was a change in him because i've always been like an outgoing guy Mm -hmm. But I didn't tell anybody. Nobody knew. Nobody, nobody at the gym knew what I was going through, except for me. And mm -hmm. then um, about a year and a half into it, my coach was like, "Hey, I'm, I'm glad to see you back." And I told him what I went through, and he's like, "What?" But um, you know, I was like, "Man, that was the love of my life." You know, was married 16 years, right out of high school, thought it was it, and you know, it's kind of a shock. Mm -hmm. But uh, the thing is. When we get, you know, our black belts, we do a little speech. And I went through that. There was, there was, out of all these guys I've known that's gotten their black belts, so many of them have gone through something like that. Like one guy's like, yeah, my, my uh, dad's house burnt down. Two weeks later, he had a heart attack. I did this. And I mean, if it wasn't for jujitsu, I don't know that I could have made it through it. Yeah. You know, like half of the black belts up there had a very similar story. So it's like, if, if anybody is listening to this, that's going through stuff and they're thinking about getting on the mats, get on the mats. get on them, get yep, on them. Absolutely. If you've never done it, step out of your comfort zone and walk through that door. Yep. I guarantee you it will change your life. And, and so sometimes it's like, it instant. Like me and you are both here because of jujitsu. Oh yeah. I can contest, you know, prayer and jujitsu is like, it yep. got me through a lot, man. And I, yeah, well, like I said, you know, you're working not only your body, but your mind that hard because it is, it's, it's a chess, you know? Yeah. So like, then it gives you a little bit of clarity and, you know, then, then you can, you can ponder life. You can pray a little bit, clean, eat cleaner, you know, your head's not cluttered with everything you can. So it gives you, you know, even if it's that 20 minute drive home after class, you know, a lot of stuff comes to me, have, have you know, have came to me during that, that moment. Hey, you know what? I need to start doing this or, you know what? life's not that bad <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what i mean like it gives you that clarity yeah so please. definitely 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 well um yeah that's the end of today's episode i would like to thank chad once again for coming on and sharing his experiences with us um i hope you guys enjoyed and took something from it uh please go and follow our facebook and instagram page for all um to stay up to date on all future episodes this has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day. Thanks for having me, man.